0: You're listening to HR Mavericks, a weekly podcast featuring leading small business HR professionals who share their experiences and insights to help you know how to turn your HR processes and employee experience into a strategic business advantage. Let's get into the show.
1: Welcome to the next episode of HR Mavericks. I'm Garrett Justice, and today I'm joined by Hino Turner, who's the Vice President of Content and Consulting at The All-In Company in California. Hino, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: It's great to have you on the show. And as you know, I know you said you listened to a few episodes of ours previously. So tell our listeners, before we jump into the topic, a little bit more about you so they can get to know you and also your company, the All In Company.
0: Sure. So um, a little bit of background um, is my sort of passion and love is... Definitely, um, helping people. And, um, I do that in the form as a HR expert. So I have worked in HR consulting for, for about 10 years now. Um, and prior to that, I was an in-house HR manager, like maybe some of your listeners and, uh, I enjoy kind of problem solving and working with business owners. Um, it's also very interesting to me to learn about businesses. So I like learning something new every day. So if that means learning, um, about a, a new industry or a new product or, you know, how one business solves a problem that all helps me in my future, you know, consulting, um, and work and, uh, Prior to so, I worked as an HR consultant, and when I serviced about probably two to three hundred different businesses over in my career thus far, and now that brought me to the All In Company, where I work directly with business owners and specifically to help them uh, recruit, hire, and retain you know five star elite employees.
1: Awesome. Well, we're super excited to have you with that background and wealth of knowledge on our show today. And we, I definitely think, especially right now, uh, in today's business climate, you know, having experts like you have, like you there at the all in company to help you with that recruiting, hiring and retention is just so vital right now. It's been, it's been an interesting time in the last few years, especially for small businesses when it comes to that. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more, but you know, before we really jump in, one of the questions I really like to ask a lot of our guests is what led you to HR? What, what got you into the, in the space in the field? And then part two of that is what's kept you there throughout your career?
0: You know, that is an excellent question. Um, and so when I, after I, uh, finished college, I started working at a law firm with the intention of, um, of leaving the law firm and eventually going to law school. And so, um, so I did it. So I went to law school and, um, after, Afterwards, I realized I just couldn't spend my day to day operating as a as an as an attorney or um, really working in um, a lot of those codes and and writing and briefs. And um, it was just not what I wanted to do. I feel like my strong suit is really understanding people. And still helping them. And so I did have a little bit of, you know, where do I, what do I do now? So what I started doing was taking um, certificate programs at the local university, I like got UCI here. Mm-hmm. And with the certificate program, it's like an entry point. So you can do an introduction to Business introduction to HR um, human resources. And I did the introduction to human resources and I just loved it. So that gave me this beautiful overview of, you know, front to back um, of the human resources function. And so from there, um, I completed the human resources certificate um, and then started on my path to be certified with my PHR and PHRCA. Um, Mm -hmm. And now I'm actually an exam writer for the HR. Um, for the HRCI organization, which is which is amazing. It's awesome, a, a big nerd checklist for me
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> to do. Um, and then I just I stayed in it, so I started working, of course, um, as a HR intern, and then kind of graduated to another job as a HR uh, manager, and um, from there I moved to an HR consultant, and I I just loved it, like I love um. It.
1: Hmm? That's great. You're not the first recovering attorney that we've had on the show. It seems like there's more of those recovering attorneys that kind of find their way into HR eventually, huh?
0: Right. (laughs) That's
1: great. Well, um, again, coming back to this topic, just with the you know, the climate that so many small businesses especially have been facing when it comes to recruiting, hiring, retaining employees, you and I decided we really wanted to focus really on that aspect since that's where most of your day-to-day work has been focused recently too. So specifically on how can small businesses, entrepreneurs and small businesses really recruit their dream team, especially right now in today's climate. So to really get us started kind of down that path, Um, I'm curious if you um, would mind sharing with us what you think the most common recruiting mistake is that um, companies, especially small businesses, make today.
0: Yeah, so, you know, one, I I think of two things really come to my head. Um, And the first is businesses you know, they do what everybody else is doing. So if you can imagine I'm a business owner and I say, you know what, I need to, I need to find a receptionist. And so I Google receptionist job posting, receptionist Mm -hmm. job description. So I take that and I post it on indeed. And on the sub, on the title, I write receptionist, you know, available Monday through Friday, eight to five. And as a um, and and that's a mistake because what you're doing is you're doing what everybody else is doing and in and and what you need to do is you need to think differently and be different and set yourself apart from the rest of the, you know, draw the employers out there so that the job seeker can identify you as a as someone who's unique in the market and not just like everybody else. And when you set yourself apart, that's what you're doing to attract the right talent, because the truth is you don't want just a, a receptionist. You want a five-star rock star receptionist who's passionate about, your industry and who shares those same values with you because when you're aligned in those ways the people who work for your organization are just so much better so the first mistake is they're just doing what everyone else is doing um and the second mistake is when they're when they're out there you know w- well, looking for something, it's not always clear what they're looking for. Um, So, you know, my challenge to to the people out there who are recruiting is to be more specific in what you're looking for. So you have to list out, you know, in your job posting, like list out what your core values are, list out what your job specific expectations are and what success looks like in that role, because the people who find that information Um, interesting and they find it as a challenge, those are your five-star employees and those are the people you want. Um, So putting out those like generic vanilla job descriptions um, and doing what everyone else is doing um, is really a mistake.
1: Yeah, I love those tips. And I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, I might, I might be biased on this, but because of my background, I come from a more of a marketing background than an HR background, right? There are, I just see so many similarities between, you know, good marketing and good recruiting, which really is about employer branding. And it's about attracting the right person who you want to hire, just like marketing is about attracting the right person who you want to become your customer. Right. And so again, just kind of going back to what some of your examples that you were sharing there, man, there's so many times where marketers think about how can we be different and position ourselves in a way to our potential audience um, where we're unique and where, you know, we show up where they are and we appear to them to be Something that is different and unique, right, and so again, I think there's so many similarities in, in what you were just saying there. How can you show who you really are as a company to attract the right person, not just any receptionist but the right receptionist who's going to be like you said that five star rock star employee for you right
0: absolutely, and plus you know you do bring up the point of you know attracting the right person for you know, what your organization needs and what's important to you. And so if I were to ask, you know, most business owners out there, well, what, what, are some, what are your core values? Maybe they won't know the answer and maybe they don't know exactly what that means. Or, you know, if I say, okay, well, what, what's important to you? Oh, it's so important for me that every detail is right all the time. So that is something that needs to be pushed out there when you're recruiting because the person you're looking for needs to find, needs to find that same thing very important, or else the person who you bring on is going to disappoint you and piss you off. And you'll be right back into recruiting again and again and again. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. So good. So I'm curious from your perspective, right? As you've worked with, you know, so many small businesses and helping them through this process. And also in light of, you know, the great resignation and so many employees really looking for their next thing. I'm curious from your perspective, why do you think so many employees are leaving their jobs today? Why are they looking for the next thing? You
0: know, I think, um, I think in today's market, especially, and I think, um, especially after COVID, like people have started, you know, realizing that having a job and having a paycheck is just, is not enough for them. So if, so, you know, you, you're sitting there and you realize I'm back at work. I'm, I have to go into an office. I'm, I'm with another group of people away from my kids, away from my family. I need to really have a connection there. So they're looking for that connection um, in their workplace. And so they're looking for that additional sense of community and the place that they want to find that community is their, is their workplace. And if they don't have it, then they'll probably going to go find it somewhere else because they probably can find it. Um, So one is, I think people are just no longer satisfied with, with what they have and just like being okay, because they realize so much more now how valuable time is. So if I'm spending time away, let me at least do it. I need to enjoy myself. I need to like the people I work with. I need to, you know, get the satisfaction from my workplace, whatever that may look like.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great point. And actually, as you're talking through that, I'm just thinking also of your previous comment about core values. And I know that was a little bit off the cuff, but man, it's so important. Like those things are so interconnected. It seems that if a company hasn't truly defined their core values, the reason why they exist that are true, that they really actually believe that are not just, you know, writing on the wall. And if you haven't done that, um, then you have, essentially a weak culture there, right? Those things help you to strengthen your culture and and retain a a common culture as you continue to grow and evolve as a company. So a lot of employees, it sounds like are realizing that maybe the company hadn't done that, or maybe they don't have as strong of a culture or that their culture is not, or their values are not of the company are not necessarily aligned with their own personal ones. And so they're looking for something to kind of fill that gap in need. Is that right?
0: I know that's exactly right. And with when you have a the right team in place, when you have your dream team, your culture um, it almost comes naturally because all the people are aligned in these similar areas, and that means that they are all dependable. They all like to get their work done. They all are open to feedback. They all will listen and and retain information. And they all have this um, this insatiable cert that cert like. what's the word? They, they all want to grow and learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and without having this common trend between people, the culture just, it won't be aligned. And so it won't be that great place to work. You'll have an outlier. Um, and when you have a great culture, um, if you do have somebody who's, you know, one, two or three star employee or that person stands out mm-hmm. um, and they'll kind of naturally um, hopefully leave as well.
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, So I guess just to kind of summarize some of what we've talked about, and I'd love your help in just kind of filling in the gaps of what I'm missing. But, you know, we really started this conversation talking about how do you recruit your dream team? Right now in the current market, you talked about, you know, someone, one of the biggest mistakes that, you know, companies are making when it comes to recruiting today is they're doing the same thing as everyone else. It's just a generic, you know, position and job description they're putting out there for a receptionist or whatever it is that they're hiring for. And instead, what they need to do is they need to stand out. And that really starts by identifying what your core values are as a company and what you really care about and what you stand for. And also what's important to that particular role that you're hiring for. And then really making sure that that's communicated clearly in the right way across the job description so that you appear different from the other, you know, many job postings out there. Is that right? Is there anything missing or
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. And like one way, one example is, you know, if I'm, um, I I helped a a client with a job description and they're looking for a salesperson and the salesperson, um, so we did this reverse engineering exercise and we, we, we understood what, how many sales that the business needed to close on a weekly basis in order to remain profitable. So from there, we divided that by the number of salespeople. And now you say, okay, we have to close, you know, um, 25% 25% of the calls every week and if if that number is on that job posting for example and you know you're a candidate sees that and they're like, oh wow what a that's a challenge I can absolutely do that think how amazing that candidate is and you see somebody else who looks at that and they're like oh oh wow I'm going to be held accountable I can't work here you filtered out a one-star employee.
1: Yeah, that's great. So, I mean, again, coming back to this, it sounds like you really have to know who you are as a company and what you really need in the role that you're wanting to fill. Right. And then as you're really clear about that and you communicate that in the right way, that's, what's going to help you to really stand out. Like what else would you recommend that, you know, companies who are really struggling to recruit and find those, you know, five-star employees, what else do they need to be doing right now in addition to those things?
0: So um so let me ask you, are you do you like to fish?
1: I do. Haven't been in a while, but yes.
0: Okay. So is how and when you when you're fishing, do you use a small net or a, or a, a pretty good size net?
1: Usually I'd say a smaller net.
0: A smaller but, net.
1: But it'd probably be more effective with a larger one. I don't know.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. And so so the idea is um a lot of um a lot of folks out there, they post a job on LinkedIn um, and they say, okay, or on, you know, indeed, okay, where are my candidates? Um so what you actually need to do is you need to cast a wider net. So you need to, you know, implement a Referral program with your existing employees. You need to you have to have effective job postings and post them on your you know your normal sites as well. Um, but what else can you do? Can you go and you know reach out to local universities and schools and talk to talk to administrators and try to find the talent um, that's out there? Can you can you you know build your virtual bench and kind of seek people in the wild? Um, so you you've got to think a little bit differently. Um, and do more than just what everyone is doing in terms of your uh, recruitment efforts as well. So we can't do one thing, one post and expect that we're going to keep getting, we're going to keep receiving candidates to find.
1: Yeah, that makes total sense. And of course, it's, it, it, it would be different by the type of business that you run and where you're located, right? Like the strategies and tactics that you use to really expand and push that out there might be different. Um, so. Good. That's awesome. So, you know, my next question for, you know, is, is really just, you know, we've talked about the end goal is hiring these like five-star star employees for whatever position it is. I mean, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't have to be a senior level position. It can be a receptionist. It can be a janitor, but how do you find the best one for your company? Who's the best fit for your company? And so really in that vein, how do you spot a five-star employee? Like what are the qualities that make someone truly great at whatever it is that they do and how can hiring managers and recruiters really, really identify that through the hiring process?
0: Sure. So um, we have identified um, 11 universal qualities for a five-star employee. So I'll, I'll, um, I'll list them, I'll list them out right now. So Willie yeah. five-star employees are supportive. They're collaborative. They're proactive they're flexible, they complete tasks, they achieve the goals, they produce quantifiable results for you. They actively listen to fellow team members, they communicate their thoughts, they're open to feedback, and they have this insatiable thirst for knowledge and growth. Um, and, you know, the best the best way to identify them, it's really going to be a combination of create, you know, you have to create a On, but we have to create a recruitment and process, and in your process, you have to include specific filters um, that you know that repel repel one, two, and three star employees from applying. So you know some of those things like the details of your job descriptions, the the results that you're expecting people to produce. and then in your interview process, you need to be asking the right questions. So you need to have a um, like a sophisticated plan and process um, in your interview questions um, and in your entire process so that you are, you know, having these conversations and then um, each step of the way you you need to create a scoring for a score on, on all of these different elements. Um, and, and really you, you don't want to settle. So if you're talking to somebody and you've decided that, you know, this person, um, for example, is just doesn't like, I'm talking to this person and and this person doesn't have these 11 qualities. I can, I can kind of determine that from, from some of the questions that I've asked, Um, you know, don't settle. So that person is not going to move on in your interview process. Um, we've got like a, a one filter that I love to do is, you know, if you ha- if you need somebody who pays attention to detail, for example, which is probably most positions out there, um, in your job posting, you know, include a specific instruction, right? So use this word in the subject line of an email, etc. And then when you um, when you go and search for, you know, the resumes, you like make sure you're not even looking at the people who didn't follow those instructions. Um, And you have to get away from, um, you you need to have concrete information. So, you know, use things like um, assessments and tests and skills testing to to objectively um, assess um, the candidate's qualifications so that you're not just, asking somebody, oh, well, do you know how to type? Instead, you're issuing us a, a typing test as soon as somebody applies.
1: Yeah, that's a great, great point. And, I, and I, I really like those 11 attributes that you you identify too, because they're universal to, it doesn't matter what role, right? These are things that really help um, anyone be more successful in any role that they're in. So I, it, if it's, if I'm understanding correctly, it's about assessing and understanding do they meet those criteria, but also going back to what we talked about before, identifying the priority of the most important skill sets or attributes that are necessary to this particular job, and then making sure that you're especially identifying um, their um, ability to meet those skill sets and criteria. Is that right?
0: Correct. Correct.
1: Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. And I love the example that you shared too of, you know, just including, you know, on the detail oriented, including a word, ask them to include a word. I actually, I had someone on my team years ago who, who did that. And it was so interesting seeing, you know, really quickly identifying the people who stood out as great candidates, just from that one simple thing. Like, did they include this, this thing in it? And those that clearly just you know, blanket posted their resume to as many places as they could and probably wouldn't be a great fit for the role. Right. Right. So interesting. So good. Um, well, you know, I, um, this has been a great, great conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time to share some of your insights with us. I'm sure we could could continue this conversation and and, and keep talking all day if we had more time. But as we kind of wrap up here, one of the uh, questions I like to ask all of our guests is really just about what's one thing that you think our listeners should do this week to improve their HR or people functions, just an opportunity for you to share, you know, a tip that's top of mind that may or may not be related to the topic that we discussed today.
0: You know, one thing I would um, sort of challenge people to do and business owners especially is to set a timer and give yourself 60 minutes to work on your business. So um, I would say spend that 60 minutes and start identifying your own core values. So write down um, 20 things that are important to you. um, And then from there, identify the ones that are non-negotiables and those will be your core values. And what you wanna do is um, start thinking about those and reflecting on, you know, hey, do the people in my organization share my core values? And how am I incorporating this into my recruitment? strategy. Um, and we would, you know, love to help you with that. Um, but that's that's what you need is a business owner oftentimes is not spending enough time on their business. They're sort of in the trenches there. And to really, you know, scale your business, you need the right people um, and, to do, and to, to do this stuff um, for you.
1: I love that. Love that um, tip because it's so true, especially with small businesses. You have, you know, owners and managers, people who are spending not enough time On their business because so much of their time is spent in their business. Right. So, so great. Well, you know, this has been so great. Um, what has, um, as we, as again, as we kind of wrap up here, what's, what's the best way for listeners to get in contact with you, either if they have follow-up questions about the topic, or if they want to learn more about working with the all in company.
0: Sure. If you'd, um, if you have any follow-up questions for me, like definitely reach out to me, um, directly. My email is he at the And if you have, if you want to know more about our organization, um, and upcoming programming, or just some, some ex- excellent tips, um, check us out. We are at five star That's the number five star
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Hino. hope you have a great rest of the day.
0: Thanks you too. Today, enduring companies know that their people are their most important assets and they invest in helping them excel. But often, small businesses with limited HR resources struggle to manage their people, payroll and processes efficiently and create an environment where frontline, deskless employees thrive. That's why we created EDI. EDI is the all-in-one HR suite built for local businesses that streamlines tedious HR processes and improves the employee experience for frontline workers. With Eddie, you can hire, manage, pay, and engage employees with one easy-to-use software. No headache required. You've already done the hard part by creating a great business. Now let us help you take it to the next level. Visit eddie.com today to request a demo.